0: My hand, when you don't know how to feel, just smile. Ah, yes. before us and introduce our speaker. And I just want you to put in your hearts and minds as you seek God in prayer. Call out somebody that you really need God to come into their life. Call out their name and ask God to arrest their hearts and minds and their soul. Ask God to deliver them from whatever they need deliverance for. Let's intercede right now for a few moments in prayer for somebody else. Let us pray in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we ask you right now. Remain in this place forever strong, Lord God. Touch each and every person in here with your power and your anointing, Lord God. that there be a beacon of light to someone else, Lord God. Lord God, we ask you right now to touch the minds and the hearts and the bodies of those who stand in need of you, Lord God. Lord God, we beg you right now. Some of us standing, but our spirits on bended knee, Lord God, singing to you. Please help the hungry and the weary. Put shoes on their feet, clothing on their back, food in their bellies, Lord God, love in their hearts. Lord God, right now on want to thank Lord God. I have so many names to call upon unto you. But right now I ask you, Lord God, to touch each and every soul in the Bahamas that lost, Lord God. Replenish them, Lord God. Replenish them right now with each and everything that they need, Lord God. Each and everything that they desire, Lord God. Lord God, put a blessing deep down into the core of their spirit, Lord God. Lord God, I ask you right now in your precious son's name to deliver us into holy captivity. Deliver us into a way that is only in you, Lord God. Lord God, let our mouths speak joy. Be joyful, Lord God, in your precious son's name. Lord God, I ask you to cover our pastor Benjamin Nelson. I'm carving out his name that his works do not overcome him but energize him that the things that you have him doing that the places that you have him going that the business that you put in his heart and mind to accomplish on your behalf be done be finished be completed we want to touch and agree with you right now Lord God and we love each and every person in this world. But first and foremost, we love you and we worship you in your precious Son's name, Lord God. Amen. 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 Amen.
1: Is Lord. Oh, come, ah, Lord. come on, somebody say pr- praise the Lord. Praise, praise the Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I tell you, I want to just thank God for uh, our worship leader. Amen. The and I'm going there. I, I am grateful because I even mean, she keeps me in line too. Mm-hmm. She pulled my coattail. <laughs> uh, I thank God for both of you. I thank God for everything yes, tonight. Thank you, Jesus. But I want you to really wow. get ready for two hours and twenty. Amen. Amen. We're gonna leave the past behind us. Thank you, Jesus. And we're pressing in.
2: Amen.
1: Amen. We're pressing in, and we're going to trust God for everything in 2020. Yeah. Amen. 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 We're going for it. Amen. 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 And we're so grateful for this night. Amen. I, I'm, I've been enjoying myself. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. But I tell you, I, I'm honored. I'm grateful. Amen. And, uh, for this night, I tell you, let's take us back a little bit.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Amen. We started down here.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Amen. And uh, but we're not going to prolong the time because we have a, a anointed woman of God. That's probably Sister K. Uh, anointed woman of God who is coming. Uh, let me give you a little insight on her. She's an awesome woman of God, and uh, she's married to my brother and she makes them look good. Uh, and uh, they have three kids, three children. I won't say kids, three adults. Mm-hmm. Hey man, I didn't know this one here, grown, she's a grown lady now. Uh, and about to finish college. But I tell you, I'm so grateful to see all three of them. They came down from, came up from North Carolina she is, this young lady, she is, uh, always tell her, what I always tell you? do my what?
3: Favorite
1: sister-in-law. <laughs> uh, and, uh,
0: I, never. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can see how you are. She, she,
1: she is, we, we're born in the same month, too, mm-hmm. a few days apart. Yeah. Uh, she's a, a great woman of God. She's a mother, she's a Wife, she's a she's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. She's a, she raised all three of her kids, homeschool all three of her school her yes. kids. Yes. She's a no nonsense woman mm-hmm. uh, of God, and she serves. Mm-hmm. She serves. She has a heart. She has a heart for God. She has is uh, see even checked me on some things that time or two. And she's a great cook, even though I'm a vegan now. Uh, but when I went to visit them, and she did everything she can to make me feel at home. She cooked vegan. And I'm so grateful for her. And uh, I want you to pray for her. Pray for her husband, pray for her daughter. And she got a son. Mm-hmm. Who's in law school, going to be a lawyer soon. And she has a daughter who is a lawyer. Uh, A family full of lawyers. And uh, my brother, I'm so proud of him. He's the youngest of the boys and 30 years Air Force, retired, honorable. And not only that, both of them are veterans. Amen, they're veterans. And I'm grateful for that. And I thank God for them. And I want you to pray for them and uh, receive the word of God. That's what's most important, the word of God tonight. And be without any further ado, uh, Sister Barber, woman of God, a mighty woman of God, come. And I was
4: trying to say, will this mess up mess you up if I move this? Oh no. Okay. Do you mind, Benjamin? Where, where do you want it at? Just, I want to be where I can see everybody. I don't
1: want to okay. be off. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Go
4: ahead. Okay, so, That's it. We family now. I just get close. <laughs> we are family now. Are so using the microphone? I don't. Know. Y'all can y'all can hear me in the back? I get louder than this talking to my kids. So, so I thank um, my brother-in-law for inviting me here. My husband and I have been married for 31 years. And that time, I know y'all know. him. Well, we've 27, so we've been married 31 years. And in that time, um, Pastor Ben, has gone from being my brother-in-law to being my brother. <laughs> He's my brother. And um, we
1: have another inside.
4: Yes, I, and I was gonna say that. He's a little older than me, but i I have three siblings. And I'm the oldest, so I'm not used to being anybody's little sister, so he's my little brother. <laughs> and, he, and he lets me treat him like my little brother. When he comes to our house, I don't over him like he's my my little brother. And I love Dobby. I love Dobby. He has a beautiful wife inside. And I, so I really praise God for now. I'm thankful for being here. I feel like I know you all. Because when he comes, he always talks about you all. You all are the little church doing big things, uh, and that's how I know you are it's the little church that's doing um, big things. I'm thankful to have my husband and my daughter here. This doesn't count towards my time. This is just <laughs> <laughs> and She's a our family crazy. does theater. That's how we proclaim the word of God. We do we do theater. I write and direct plays and we She's do. And he asked me to bring um, our theater group, but it's the holidays, everybody is off doing whatever, whatever. But I asked my daughter, my daughter, Ricky, to come, and I'm so glad that she is here. Ricky is a poet, and like um, Pastor Dan said, um, I homeschooled my children. One of the reasons I homeschooled them, well, God led me to homeschool my children, and what they gave me the opportunity to do is to recognize their gifts and their town, mm-hmm. to recognize what God was calling them to do. When Ricky was 11, she started writing, and and I write, right? And so, and, like, we were in the bed, because sometimes we'd be homeschooling the and Ricky was reading something that she wrote to me when she was 11 years old, and I was like, "Oh, okay. I was like, okay, so my child is a writer. I knew at 11, at 11 years old, Ricky wrote better than me. Oh, and wow. I knew she did. Ricky wrote a story one time about, this man who would go to his attic and play music on, on a record player. She wrote the story so well that I like, we had this pull down attic thing And I was like, go, like okay, anybody up here. She wrote, <laughs> she wrote it so vividly oh, wow. that I knew somebody had to be in my attic. And she was just describing what she saw. And so I told Ricky, I said, your Uncle Ben asked me to come and speak at their um, watch night service and i said we can't take a whole drama group with you um uh, write something for it and she told me yes but i hesitate and told oh. baby told me yes and so before i come i want her to come and to to give to you all what god laid upon her heart to give oh, to man. you all right yeah. well, thank you for nice. that
3: introduction
5: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like she told you guys, I do um, poetry and I do like a lot of spoken word and whatnot. Um, so yeah, this one, uh, this piece I wrote was just kind of with going into 2020 and the new year and having all of, um, I think the promises and the word that God has placed on my heart. You know what I mean? With coming into this new decade, everyone's putting a lot of emphasis on this new season that we're entering. So, yes. <clears throat> At 21, I realize the preciousness of the commodity that is time, the one resource you can never buy more of, return, or exchange. It is the end of a decade, and I think of all the promises I have made myself but never completed, all the time I wasted considering, contemplating, but never doing. Why live in a state of wandering around through the one days of the mind? One days are resting words for our hopes, our dreams. the the futures we have been called to live and rise to the occasion of this world can rob you blind if you let it tell you to trade in your hopes for comfort but faith is the substance of things hoped for and God created you to dream, he wants you to remember what he has promised you for you have been called for such a time as this and if you've needed a sign this is it No more one days, the time is now. And he has so much in store for you if you would just begin.
4: Down here, the first thing I wanted to do is get some preliminaries out of the way. The Word of God says in Amos 3 and 3, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? So there's some things we need to agree upon. The first thing we need to agree upon is I don't hoop. A lot of people come to watch night services or they kind of pass this anniversary, but they hear that there's a speaker or something going on and they think to themselves, I'ma get my hoop on. I'm gonna get my shot on. I'm gonna get my dance on. I'm gonna jump over some chairs and I'm gonna sweat. Oh Lord. I don't hoop. In fact, my family would tell you, I cannot stand hooping. If we had a church and they started revving up and people, I will quietly get up and I will walk out. And I don't I don't do hooping, I don't like hooping. And this here's my issue with hooping. And my Pastor Ben hasn't told me anything about anybody, so I don't know who came from what background, what you do, what you do, I don't know. <laughs> this is my problem with hoping. You come back a week later, you come back a month later, you come back a year later, and people's lives look exactly the same, if mm-hmm. not worse. Mm-hmm they still stuck in the same spot. They're still going around the same mountain. They're still dealing with the same issues because somebody spoke to their emotions mm-hmm. instead of bringing them the Word of God. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in the church. And so when I got saved and I started applying the Word of God to my life, I saw what God's Word can do. So we had testimony service. My life is a living testimony to what the power of the word of God, not emotion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can can do. My brother came to visit me and he said, they called me Kitty, he said, Kitty, he said, your kids are growing up quite differently than you. And they did, we grew up with two alcoholic parents in the ghetto, house always had roaches. always had mice, always ne- never had enough, grew up on food stamps. My kids' lives look completely different than mine. My mother told me this, when she grew up, she grew up with a lot of religion. Mm-hmm. She grew up with can't do, can't do, can't go to movies, can't wear makeup, can't go rollerskating, can't wear skirts. I mean, can't wear pants, can't wear pants, can't, can't do, can't do. And she said, when she got old enough, she could not wait to leave the church mm-hmm. to get away from all of that. Mm-hmm. And when she got old enough, she left the church. And when she left the church, our lives looked different. Mm-hmm. I don't do hooping. In Psalms 107 and 20 it says God sent His Word and heal them. Isaiah 55 11 says, God's word does not return void. God never promised that our hooping, our emotion, all that junk we do would not return void. Amen? Amen. Second preliminary as believers, we should be able to agree that the rightly divided word of God should be the final authority in our lives. Pause, see repeat Mm -hmm. as believers Mm -hmm. we should be able to agree that the rightly that the rightly that the rightly divided word of God should be the final authority in our lives amen you might hear me say some stuff tonight that does not line up with your denominational doctrine you might hear me say some stuff tonight that does not line up with your tradition you might hear me say some stuff tonight that does not line up with what Reverend Bishop Doctor Such and Such said, or what your grandmama said, or what your uncle said, or what. But that's not the plumb line. Come on.
3: That's
4: not how we measure whether the stuff is true or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We measure whether the stuff is true or not how it lines up with the uh, right divided word of God and some of us I don't know anybody in here so I'm just saying and if this is not for you my mom used to say put it in your closet and save it and use it for later Mm -hmm. you can turn I don't got 30 minutes so I'm going to like throw out scripture you write them down and we go and you can look at them later right Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 5 verse 21 to 48 six times you hear Jesus say you have heard it said But I
3: say.
4: You have heard it said, but I say. You have heard it said, but I say. Jesus said, You have heard this said about murder, but I say. You have heard this said about adultery, but I say. You have heard this said about divorce. But I say, what's the lesson? We're going to hear a lot of things said, but the only thing that really matters is what does the rightly divided word of God say? Second Corinthians 13, 11, Write this down. Check it for yourself. says this. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. My aim is to back up everything I say tonight with the rightly divided word of God. Amen? Amen. And what I'm asking in return is that you be like the Bereans. Who are the Bereans? In Acts chapter 17, 11 and 12, write this down. It says that the Bruinans were more fair-minded mm-hmm. than those in Thessalonica and that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily for themselves mm-hmm. to find out whether these things were so. Therefore, therefore was that only after the searching of scriptures for themselves many of them believed. You the I believe the thing I say, check the word of God for yourself to see what I said lined up with the word of God. Oh, my brother-in-law said I could be myself. <laughs> I'm from Detroit. I tell people, don't let these degrees fool you. Don't let this little law license fool you. This girl grew up in Detroit on the east side in the ghetto. That ain't never coming out of her. <laughs> That's why. Okay? So, what we don't do is place our traditions above the word of God. Script- scripture clearly warns us against this. Write this down. Mark chapter 7, verses 5 through 13. I'm going to read it for for you. It says, this is what Jesus says. So the Pharisees, let me put it in context. The Pharisees came to him, and they they got in his face about his disciples not washing their hands because the Pharisees were all into their traditions. And this is what Jesus said. Then the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why did your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? And he, then Jesus, answered and said to them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you, hypocrites? As it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrine the commandments of men. Sometimes we have a problem distinguishing Come on but what we made up
0: mm-hmm.
4: and what the Bible actually said. <laughs> Jesus went on to say for laying aside the commandment of God you hold a tradition of men. Verse 9 he said to them all too well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down, and many such things you do. So let's agree to make the rightly divided word of God the final authority in our lives as believers. So those are my two preliminaries. I don't hoop, and as believers, the word of God should be our final authority. Let's pray. (laughs) Father God, we thank you so much for this time we thank you for giving us ears to hear not what I have to say but what your spirit has to say.
1: Yes.
4: Father, I pray that I will not be moved out of people's faces one way or the other. Your word says that the righteous are as bold as lions and your word says that lions turn away from nothing. So Father, I pray that if, you, if I declare what you have given me here to, to say here today, that they will have ears to hear, that I would have ears to hear. And that you will be glorified in your son Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm coming from Joel chapter two. Joel chapter two, and just two scriptures, verses twenty-eight and twenty-nine. Joel chapter two, verses twenty-eight and twenty-nine, and it says this: "And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh." Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. So let's put this in context. Joel is a prophet. And Israel, uh, the southern kingdom of Judah has just experienced devastation. These locusts have come through and they've torn up everything. And you see that in Joel chapter 1 verses 1 through 4. You got crawling locusts, you got chewing locusts, you got swarming locusts, and they've torn up everything. Fast forward to Joel chapter 2 and the two verses that we just read, verses 28 and 29. And And God through the prophet Joel tells Judah... When you repent, I will restore. When you repent, I will restore. And that's what we pick up. So in Joel chapter 2, the first verse we read in 28, it says, And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. What's the afterwards? Again, the afterwards is after you have repented. It,
0: Come on,
4: I will restore. And he says that I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. And that's where I want to focus on all flesh. So, me, I'm very practical. And so, when so I hate for people to tell me stuff and I can't apply it, I don't know what to do with it. When people say, Hold on to God's unchanging hand, I'm like, What that look like? I'm like, what? Well, seriously, like, I got this physical hand. I'm going to be touching this physical hand. Don't tell me anything, and I don't know what it looks like. I can't apply it like that. Do uh-huh. you understand what I'm saying? So, when you say you're going to pour out your spirit on all flesh, what does that look like? And He God tells us, because I think He knew I was going to be reading this. And so, He knew she going not want to know what it looked like. And so, in Joel chapter 2, verse 28, this is what it says Your sons and your daughters. Will prophesy. That word prophesy simply means to speak on God's behalf. When you boil it down to a simplest, that's all it means is that your sons and your daughters will speak on God's behalf. So, what does that mean? It means God will pour His Spirit on all flesh, regardless of gender. Gender. Mm -hmm. Say it again. Pause, Sila. repeat. What that means is God will pour His spirit on all flesh Regardless of your gender. We know that God uses men. We see that all in the Bible You go to most churches most churches are filled with pastors the deacons are pastors are men The pastors are men the elders are men and everything the board everything you find men But what the church seems to be conflicted about is whether God will use women. We don't have to be conflicted anymore Uh right here in his word he says in those days or afterwards, I'm going to pour my spirit out on all flesh. Your sons
1: and daughters
4: and your daughters mm-hmm. will prophesy. God uses women. We said, let every word be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let's put it aside. Let's put that to rest. Esther was used by God to save his people from genocide. God uses. Women. Abigail was used by God to save her house for a cold from David's murderous wrath. God uses uses women. And I can give you the scripture references. I got on 30 minutes. i want to get it there. Okay. And God <laughs> used a wise woman <laughs> to save a city from the wrath of David's general. So so Absalom had been killed. One of the rebels got away, went hid in the city. Joab surrounded that city. He said, we're going to tear this whole city up. This wise woman said, well, hold up, hold up. Joab, let's talk. Let's talk. What's wrong? He said, you got a brother in here that's hiding. Mm-hmm. We coming to get him. She said, you going to kill all of us for this one dude? He said, if you take all that. She said, hold on. The Bible calls her a wise woman. That wise woman went and talked to the people in the city. It was a head thrown over the wall. Mm -hmm. The Bible calls her a wise woman. It doesn't call her a Jezebel who usurped the authority of men. Come on, girl. God uses women. Deborah was used by God to judge Israel. J.L., And her tent peg were used by God to save Israel from the hands of a Canaanite king. A woman with a millstone was used by God to bring judgment on a wicked king. God used Mary Magdalene to be the first evangelist to tell people that Jesus is alive. God used Lois and Eunice to instill faith in Paul's young protege, Timothy. God used a woman. Come on. To birth the Messiah, yes. mm-hmm. 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 ladies, God mm-hmm. uses.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Come on, girl.
4: Age is not a barrier to being used by God. In verse twenty-eight, through the prophet Joel, God says, "Your old men shall dream dreams." Your young men shall see visions. Dreams, dreaming dreams and seeing vision is just a way of saying God is going to communicate with the old and with the young divinely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's going to show them things in the spirit realm. What does that mean? It means that when God pours his spirit on all flesh, age will not be a barrier to being used by God. It seems like in the church, like we either all the way... Haran, young people, you know, go young people, go young people, Are we all the way over here only using the older people, and the young people kind of get pushed to the side. Why are we doing that? Yes. God is not limited from using anyone's age. God uses uh-huh. older people. Moses was 80 years old when he was, when God sent him to Egypt on. to deliver Israel. Abraham, Abraham was 100 years old. When Isaac was born,
3: yes.
4: Sarah was 90 when she gave birth to Isaac. God uses young people. When God sent Samuel to anoint one of Jesse's king, sons king, everybody just assumed it was one of the older sons. Yes. Then the first one, God said, Nope, second one, God said, Nope, third one, God said, Nope, fourth one, God said, Nope, one, God said, nope. fifth one, sixth one, seventh one, not until they got down to the youngest one who they had disregarded. Certainly. It couldn't have been him. Josiah was considered the most righteous king in Judah. Josiah was eight years old when he took the throne. Mm-hmm. When Joseph was about 17 years old, he began to see visions and dream dreams about being greater than his brothers. And years later, God used Joseph to save his family from a famine. Mm-hmm. Daniel and his three friends were teenagers. When they took a righteous stand and refused to eat the king's meat. That's Bible, y'all. God uses older people. God uses younger people. Who God uses is not is not limited based on their age. And that's what it says in Joel. Older people need to have the same attitude that Caleb had. Write this down in Joshua chapter 14, verses 6 through 15. This is what Caleb told Joshua. Caleb told Joshua, I was 40 when Moses sent me to spy out the promised land. Caleb said, I'm 85 now, but I'm just as strong as I was when I was 40. Give me my mouth. Yes. Give me my mountain. I went to law school when I was 46. Finished when I was 50. Give me my mountain. Younger people need to have the same attitude that Paul told Timothy to have in 1 Timothy chapter four verse twelve. Paul told Timothy, "Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to them that believe in word, in matter of life, in love, in faith, and in purity." That's the scripture I sent my baby to college mm-hmm. with. Be an example. Yes. Don't let nobody look down on you because you're young. Mm-hmm. God uses older people. God uses younger people. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Social economic status is not a barrier to being used by God. In verse 29, through the prophet Joel, God said, and also on my men's servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. In the Living Bible, it says it like this. It translates it like this. I will pour out my spirit even on your slaves. Mm-hmm. Men and women alike. What does that mean? Not only is God emphasizing again that he makes no distinction between men and women when it comes to pouring out his spirit. God also says that when he pours out his spirit on all flesh, socioeconomic status will not be a barrier to being used by God. And I'm going to take it one step saying and saying your race ain't even. Come on, come on. Your race ain't even. Rahab. The word of God tells us that Rahab was a prostitute. You don't probably get lower on the socioeconomic totem pole than a prostitute. And not only was she used by God and his divine plan, also in Matthew chapter 1, Rahab, the prostitute, is listed in Jesus' lineage. Her socioeconomic status didn't matter. Nehemiah was a servant. In essence, Nehemiah was a slave in the pagan king's palace. And he was used as part of God's Mm -hmm. divine plan. As we go into 2020, we need to know that it's not your gender. Mm -hmm. It is not your age. It is not your socioeconomic status. It is not your race. It's none of those things that will determine whether or not you can be used by God none of those things disqualify you Mm -hmm. twice in Joel chapter 2 verse 28 and 29 it says this I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and in verse 29 he said I will pour out my spirit in those days if the spirit of God is not upon you Mm -hmm. you can be of whatever gender you want to be you can be whatever age you want to be. You can be whatever socioeconomic class you want to be. You can be whatever race you want to be. God cannot use you. What is the determining factor of whether God has, can use you? is his spirit being poured out on you. And whether his spirit is being poured out has been poured out on you, out on you is determined by whether you repent. And what does the word repent mean? It means to about sin what God says about sin, sin.
0: Come on.
4: and to determine to live your life according to his word Paul, Eli, repent <laughs> what is repent because some people think that repent is I felt so bad and I cried <laughs> okay what repent means is to say about sin Come
1: on,
4: what God says about sin sin Mm -hmm. and to purpose, to determine, to be committed to living your life not according to what you think, think, but according to what the word of God says. (laughs) And we have to stop looking at people's flesh. We have to stop looking at people's flesh. We have to stop looking at our own flesh To determine whether we're qualified or disqualified by being used by God. Mm -hmm. God called Moses to be a deliverer. And Moses tried to disqualify himself. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: Based on what he saw in his flesh. I I, 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 I stuttered. God you stuttered. And he still said, go. You don't want. God equipped David to kill a giant. And people around him tried to disqualify him. Based on what they saw. In David's flesh. There's something God has called you to do. Mm-hmm. There is, and it's like, no, there's something God has called you to do, Sister Barbara, or Pastor Ben to do, or Miss, Sister yes. Christina, or, or, or Chaplain mm-hmm. Tiffany. There's something God, because they're important. No, mm-hmm. God doesn't make anything without giving it a
1: purpose. Amen.
4: There's something God has called you to do. Don't disqualify yourself and don't let others disqualify you based on what they see in your flesh. You too old. You the wrong gender. You the wrong age. You the wrong color. You got to quit that, y'all. When Satan steps to you like he steps to Jesus, talking about if you the son of God, or if God called you to do this, or if God called you to do that, you have to speak back to him and know that you are not disqualified based on anything that's external it's all based on whether the spirit of God and is
3: upon you 1 yeah.
4: Corinthians chapter 12 verses 4-11 through 11, write that down I'm going to read it from the easy read version this is what it says there are different kinds of spiritual gifts but they are all from the same spirit There are different ways to serve, but we serve the same Lord. And there are different ways that God works in people. But it is the same God who works in all of us to do everything. Something from the Spirit can be seen in each person. The Spirit gives this to each one to help others. The Spirit gives one person the ability to speak wisdom. And the same Spirit gives another person the ability to speak with knowledge. The same spirit gives faith to one person and another he gives gifts of healing. The Spirit I know about. It. The Spirit gives to one person the power to do miracles, another to the ability to prophesy and to another the ability to judge what is from the spirit and what is not. The Spirit gives one person the ability mm-hmm. to speak in different kinds of languages and to another the ability to interpret those mm-hmm. languages. Verse 11 is what I'm going to key on. It says one Spirit, the same Spirit, does all these things. Mm-hmm. The, the Spirit decides what to give each one.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: The birth of the church was based on that fact. Because we can read in Joel chapter 2, verse 28, where the prophet Joel said this, but when you go to Acts chapter 2, write that down, verses 14 through 16, you see Peter quote Joel. What's that mean? God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was able to say to have Peter this proclaimed. To those who were there on the day of Pentecost, the same thing that the uh-huh. prophet Joel proclaimed, uh-huh. because God doesn't change. Uh-huh. It wasn't like back then, God said he would pour his spirit on all flesh, but today he just pours it on the end. Uh-huh.
0: Come on, come on. Or he just
4: pours it on rich people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or he just pours it on white people.
0: Uh-huh.
4: He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. I'm going to read chapter, um, Acts chapter 2, 14 through 16, and put it in context. So the Holy Spirit had come upon the 120 that had been in the upper room. And people heard them speaking in different tongues, which we just read in 2 Corinthians, which is a sign of the Holy Spirit coming upon you and giving you a gift. And the people started laughing because they were like, surely they are drunk. (laughs) And the scripture says this, but Peter, standing up with the 11, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea, and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days. How many of y'all know we're in the last days? Amen.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see vision. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. We are in the last days. I don't know what God has in store for you in 2020. He ain't giving me all that. Now I come here and I'm going to lay hands on people. And I'm going, like, well, you're going to write a book and you're going to become a doctor and you're going to go to the moon. He didn't give me all
3: that.
4: <laughs> he didn't give me all that. But what God did say to his people is this. And what I believe he specifically brought me to say to you all at this time is that God is no respecter of a person. If you are a child of God, if you have repented, if the Spirit of God has been poured on you, then you are qualified to be used by God. Amen.
0: Amen. Don't let
4: anybody disqualify you mm-hmm. because of what they see in your flesh. Mm-hmm. Don't you disqualify you because of what you see in your flesh.
0: Amen. 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 I didn't get <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Amen.
1: the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. It's the anointing that it doesn't say breaks the yoke.
2: Yeah.
1: it say it destroys the yoke. Yes. And anything you destroy, I guarantee you're going to have a hard time putting it back together. Amen. Amen. And when the Lord God dropped the hammer, he drops a hammer. And I want you to know that that word, Amen. We just preached on Sunday for the Word of God. His Word is forever. What yeah. Settled in heaven. God's Word does not lie. Neither to the Son of Man should He repent. If God said it, and you got to know what She was saying. You got to know what God says about you. You got to know it. You got to speak the word only. Anything other than that is death. But it's the word of God that brings life. Amen. Your situation is because many times you fail to say what God says. You have chosen to say. What the judge said, what this person said, you begin to say to yourself, I never make it. Voice me. I can't do it. Who told you that? Who told you that? That you can't. As a believer, I don't think that should be in your vocabulary when God said that, we say, and we like to quote the scriptures. We can do what? All, All things. things through Christ. Through Christ. Now, t- check it. Now, at the same time, that is so true if you're walking with God. If you're walking with God, that is true. If you're titter if you're one foot in and one foot out, I make the difference. Because you're either in or you're either out. God's word stands forever. He means just what he says. Amen. He said he's not a man that he should lie. If God said it, but the first thing that she brought to us is that because we want at I, I, I said it Sunday and she said that at the restaurant last night mm-hmm. won't he do it? Won't he do it?
3: <laughs>
1: yes he'll do it but also God reigns on the justice What is the unjust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You haven't done nothing to deserve it. We haven't done nothing even to deserve the blessings mm-hmm. of God. Our first thing is to repent. Mm -hmm. Hello, somebody. Mm -hmm. It's to repent. The reason we have so many issues sometimes is because we have not. That's true. That's true. We have not fully repented. We have not uh, really gave up way of doing things. We haven't. Look at our situation. I don't believe God intends for us to be where we are. I believe God even loves us more than we know. He loves us so much to leave us where we are.
3: Amen.
1: I don't care where we are. But God wants to do something new in our lives. We need to hear from God. anybody else? in the, anybody heard hear from God? anybody? If you heard from God, raise your hand. I'm gonna tell you if you have not heard from God, I feel sorry for you because God speaks. But our problem is: Are we listening? Are we listening? He said, "He that has ears, let him do what." And Jesus said, These words I speak unto you. They are spirit and they are life. Jesus promised to give us life and life more abundantly. Amen. We fall short, and it's not God. When we when a man walk with God. God will bless him. God will protect him. God will open doors for him. God will cover him. God will shelter him. Amen. Amen. When a man weighs pleases the Lord, he will make his enemy to be at peace with him. Hello, somebody. You got 2020. You got to get the word. We're quick to say, if any man be in Christ, he is what? And I often say, and if Christ be in you. Now the tree is known by the fruit of bear. You can tell me anything. But what I see, I'm not trying to judge you, but the tree is known by what? Rick? It's fruit. Amen. And apple tree does not bring forth grapefruits. If it wouldn't, It'd be in the Guinness Book of World Records, and it's not. (laughs) And if you're not living it right, you're not in the the Lamb Book of God. You got to get the word in you. 2020. If you want change, you got to come with it. You got to be ready to seek the heart of God. You got to hear what God is saying. You got to know that God is able to bring you up, He's able to deliver you through His word. David said, Lord, I've hidden my word in my heart. Our only hope is God's word. Yes. He's a present help in the time of trouble. His word. His word. We spend